It is time for another edition of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. And as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters and everywhere that you get your podcast. You can follow us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all at Two Bums and a Mike. I am your host, Mike Marsden. And as always, I am joined by my lifelong friends, Christian Landreth, Kevin Ellaby, Holy cow, the discussion we had before this was very intense. Guys, how are we doing? <laughs> Mike is getting baseball and fantasy confused. That's all I'm saying. I'm not getting it confused. We're not having this discussion all we're over again. Discussion. No, Come we're on. not having this discussion over again. We were literally talking for 15 minutes before we started this, and we're not doing it again. We got things to talk about and places to be. <laughs> I'm ready. No, no, we're not doing it. We're not getting that together. But I guess... Um, um, maybe future episode talking fantasy baseball. Let us know. Do you guys want to see us? Uh, see us? Do you guys want to hear us talk about fantasy baseball? Let us know. Um, anyway, guys, how are we doing? Good, man. Doing really good. Great yeah. day at work. Had a blast. And uh, we're back again to take it out tomorrow. But so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, you you just so happen to literally, as I'm about to send you guys the link to record in the lobby. You send me a t- send us a text saying, "Hey, about to have dinner." But what? Okay, <laughs> so now we're here, almost an hour later. <laughs> thanks, Kev. But also thanks, Mister Ellie, because I assure I, I assume he brought some great dinner from what you had said. Yes, Mom likes to make dinner every single night, but today was a special day, so we decided to have some food um, from out. We had some uh, hot dogs, little relish on them. From Chicago's finest, of gross, course. gross. Okay, you're. Are you a beef guy? I'm. I'm just a hot. I, I'm gonna be. I don't care what people say. You can make fun of me all I want. I'm a hot dog and ketchup guy. That. That's it. Yeah, sir. Uh, uh, that's me. Wait, you're hot. You're hot dog? What? Hot dog hot and dog ketchup. ketchup honest. Oh my honest, god. I'm, beca- I'm becoming a, a broad and ketchup guy. That. That's right. my. Oh, thing. ew. That's oh. You gotta god. do sour that's mustard. Fries. No, ew. Mustard. Sour First of all. First of all, mustard is the devil. Gross. And you're just you're just, you're just bad. You're just trash. No, mustard, mustard. You can here. <laughs> this is there is literally is one place you can put mustard, which I will agree with. In the garbage. Anyway, so oh. for <laughs> I hate mustard, but at the same time, oh. Uh yeah. So mustard, no. Pickles, no. Absolutely disgusting. Christian, how are you? Living the dream, baby. <laughs> hey, the dramatic pause. Living in the dream. All right. So, today's episode is is we're not really having like one big topic today. There wasn't there wasn't really like one big thing to talk about. So what we decided to do was to kind of con- uh, conjoin a whole bunch of little topics into one episode, and we'll kind of go through everything rather quickly. Yeah. Maybe 10 or, 10 or so minutes with each one. Hopefully, anyway, depending on if we go on a tangent. Because already we did before we even started this. That's what we do. Yeah. Talking about fantasy baseball. So I guess we'll just get straight into it. Topic number one that I want to talk about with you guys that happened over this last weekend was a little bit of professional wrestling. We all collectively watched, like we all sat down together and watched uh, WWE Backlash from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, where do we even begin to talk about this? I just, I just want to get, I just want to give a big shout out 
to those Puerto Rican fans. Oh, that my was God. the loudest I think I'd ever heard a crowd be. It was amazing. It was awesome. I mean, I mean they, they go, were go ahead. singing. They were singing along with songs like at the top of their lungs. They knew every word. I mean, just Cody Rhodes's "Whoa" was the loudest I'd ever heard. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, I mean, they were just nuts. I mean, it was. It's, it's like they wouldn't. Uh, they were literally blowing the roof off of that place. And uh, props to them. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but it definitely wasn't that. Kev? Yeah, no, it was an amazing show. The crowd was, like we have already mentioned, louder than I've ever heard. It, the show, every single match was just absolutely incredible. I had a really, just an absolute blast watching it. And I can't remember... Who who is that one wrestler? Um, the gal she was in all. I think she her hair was Selena Vega. Oh, that was Selena yeah. Vega. And she was crying like and taken back by the fans and being um, you know home. Really, you know, I, I believe she was born in the U.S. But um, her Ex- yeah, that, extremely that, that's her heritage. Yeah, you know, very and, very and very Puerto strong Rican Puerto Rican and, heritage. Yeah, it was so cool to see. I mean, it was an amazingly done show. Could not have asked for a better show. Best show I think I've seen in a very long time. And like, and I, I I really have to stress this is that I don't believe this is you know heat of the moment or recency bias. Like, genuinely, this was one like for me coming in the professional wrestling world that I've have have had the privilege to be in for five plus years. There's not a lot of things that make me kind of just sit back in awe because I've seen a lot, even with, you know, I've, you know, I've not been on TV. I've not had any national exposure of any kind, but to that degree, it's like, there's not a lot of things that, that can pop me. If that like in, in kind of terms, like give me like, like, wow, that was awesome. Like I'm like, you guys know, we watch shows, like we laugh, we have fun. We, we get into it, but like, I'm usually there, you know, kind of, staying quiet and studying because that's what I do with this. This is how you like really become successful in this world is, you know, you're a fan, you love it. And that's, that's why you got into it. But the real good ones study everything. So I'm usually there, you know, quiet and studying and watching and everything. Right. Absolutely, this yeah. He's like, watching in the weeds. <laughs> the, like this show was so fun. That whole time, we'll we'll just constantly look at each other like, and just saying, "Wow," because that Puerto Rican crowd, I, 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 I have to say, top five loudest and most energetic crowds I've ever seen in my entire life. And again, that is not recency bias. You go back and watch that whole show. Maybe I think it was like a three-hour show. You watch that whole thing from start to finish. They never stopped yelling. It was incredible. It's one thing to be the first match of the show and everyone's excited, everyone's energetic, everyone's got all that energy built in them, ready to go. And it all comes out in the first match and they kind of die down a little bit for the rest of the show up until the main event. No, that whole show, was they were constantly singing, chanting. They were 
they were making the loudest reactions ever with every single punch. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was like, I couldn't take my eyes off. Like, all of us. I, I think we're all kind of finding a time to, like, you know, like, go use the restroom or just go take a break or something because it was a long show. Like, no, we all just wanted to sit there and watch it because it was so good. And can we talk about Bad Bunny for a second? Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Bad was Bunny. Now, you guys, we have to give credit to Bad Bunny. and Like, anyone who steps in that ring has a set of balls. Because there's a lot of people that could, they say like, oh yeah, I could do that. It looks kind of fun. And then they take a bump and they're like, um, yeah, about that. This, this guy actually kind of hurts. To, to be on that stage one and to be in his kind of situation where he's literally the biggest like media star in the world right now. He's the most listened to artist out there right now. He's on the top of the world. He doesn't need to do this. He already has his money. What a, like? What does he need out of this? But he wants to because he loves it. And I respect that. And he puts everything into it. And it's not like a celebrity match where he, the wrestler is actually doing all the work and the celebrity looks at you like, no, nah, dude, he's in there flying off the top rope onto the floor. He's doing all these extreme rules stuff. Like, he's doing all this Flip. stuff, man. Like, honestly, like... I give him all the respect in the world. Like him and Logan Paul have gained a lot of respect for me. And then also Bad Bunny coming out to Axel Rico's theme song. You know, shout out to Axel Rico. But that was a pretty sick song. Dude, that crowd. I've never heard a crowd sing a song so loud than that when he came out with that. Chambea. Uh, Honestly, I don't know what they're saying. But it, <laughs> I don't know what the say. Say. <laughs> it was. It was just such a good show. And then Brock Lesnar at the end. Not even. Not even him. Like no. Not even him. Just having his match with Cody Rhodes. Like him getting busted open. Like he. Oh, he hit yeah. himself oh, hard cool. in that. Yeah, that was bad. Tell, tell us about that, Kev. From your point. Yeah. Of view. Yeah. No. From what I was seeing, I mean, I can't remember what it. I can't remember what hit him, but it was there was a huge gash on his forehead. And yeah. And like, and like the camera was trying to stay off his face because there it was drenched. It was his face was completely red. It was insane. There was so much blood. They had to give him a towel. You know, while the camera was away, they had to like clean it off. Come back. I mean, it was insane. He was gushing blood. But I mean, honestly, it gave. I mean, it just made it that much cooler. But at the same time, you worry for him because I'm like, you're losing a lot of blood, man. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be all right. Yeah. Um, so, so during yeah. that, to, to go back to what you what you what you didn't know how it how it happened, they essentially did a spot where at one point, I forget who, but one of them teared off the top turnbuckle of one of the oh, one of the yeah. corners, and so you literally just have the metal circle there holding the ropes together. And so he ran full speed in there, and forehead went like right into it. Right, literally, right in between his eyes, and it just immediately gushed all over his like his whole, like within thirty seconds, not even whole crimson mask, the whole deal. Like it, it wasn't like a little; it was a lot. So, Christian, your thoughts on the the show itself and that moment? Well, for that moment, um, I was listening to um, some people react to it. Uh, because at WrestleMania, uh, Finn Balor uh, got cut up. Yes, he did. And that one wasn't supposed to happen. 
because there was like for a minute there where like they were just showing Edge and you know Finn Balor was getting some you know help ringside uh, that they didn't want to show this one was it, it more felt like it was planned to happen because I mean he hit that thing and he was bleeding and they he just didn't miss a beat well, it's also it, it's also Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give him true. credit there. And, like it's Brock Lesnar. Like there's Brock. nobody. <laughs> there is literally nobody that compares to Brock Lesnar. But but continue on with your point. But yeah, so I mean, because it wasn't until after the match was done that they gave him a towel and he, you know, wiped his face off. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it was. I don't think they expected it to be like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like even no, if he, sure. even if all of that was supposed to happen, he like he got he got busted open the hard way, and he just he was just pouring out. So, and I can speak to head wounds because yes, you, <laughs> I I uh, I'm not you, gonna tell you, the whole story. You've had a fair share. You've had a fair share. I. Uh, those things bleed like a mother. You you think you're like gonna bleed out in about five seconds? Oh, there's something I gotta censor out. I guess they censor. <laughs> there's something I gotta censor. What? What did I say? You said, yeah, you, you said a mother trucker, <laughs> but not. Oh, trucker. I did. Yes. You yeah. Did. yeah you did. Oh my god. That's okay. okay. Uh, that's okay. So I so to finish off, I think that's a, I think that's a good cue to move on to the next topic if there's if there's one clip that i guess we could collectively say to go watch obviously i don't think anyone really nowadays has three hours to just sit around and watch that during the week because everyone's got busy lives if there's one clip that you need to go see that is bad bunny's entrance i like i got goosebumps hearing that crowd of how loud they were I like again going back to the point that is legitimately top five loudest crowds that I personally have ever seen on TV or been in person with in my entire life, and that's not an exaggeration. So, if you have a few spare minutes, look it up. Bad Buddy's entrance at WWE Backlash 2023. It is a really really cool thing to see. So, that's our suggestion to all of you listening. Um, moving on to the next topic, um, briefly on the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. So, as we've all documented here on numerous episodes, and anyone that keeps track of the Bears in general, you know that the Bears are really, really virtually going to move, or at least really want to move, and is essentially going to happen, to Arlington Heights. They officially bought the property of the old Arlington Racecourse out there. And the news that recently that we're going to talk about now is that within this last week, the the word was that they officially put in the paperwork that still needs to be approved and accepted and all that fun stuff to start the demolition of the Arlington Racecourse, which is a huge step, again, in the Arlington Race. Court, uh, excuse me, the like the the Arlington Stadium that the Bears are going to build. So your guys' reactions to that, Christian, we'll start with you. Like, what is your reaction to hearing that news? It, it's great news. I mean, I can't wait. And uh, you know, I just hope they they build a great stadium. And uh, yeah, bear down. Kev, 
it, it's kind of tough because I think that's a great area to get into. I what I if there wasn't so much more going on, no, I, it's, it's, it's inside it's, jokes. It's inside yeah, jokes. I, yeah. I hear you talking about all Heights, and it's, uh, it's, it's inside jokes. Oh, uh, inside yeah. jokes. So the you know not incorporating what they're paying now, where they're at. I would really like them to stay in Chicago. I mean, I would really want them to stay out there personally. Well, but again, obviously, there's a lot more going on and. It's just tough. Well, they're still going. They're still technically in Chicago, and honestly, they'll be closer to us. Honestly, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, it's a bonus. Yeah, it is a bonus. They're still going to be the Chicago Bears, like the freaking New York Jets playing New Jersey, for God's sakes. Or is it the Giants? One of them. One of them playing New Jersey, like for God's sakes. So, I like. I don't see it as that big of a deal. And again, we'll go back to the like a year ago. We did a podcast on this. About the the, the the debate of should there be an AFC Chicago football team created to then occupy Soldier Field, and again, we'll, I, I I love that idea. I think it's great for all the reasons of more exposure to teams, more money, better for the city, more chances. Like it's great. There's so much positives with it that I I, under, I understand the loyalty and everything of it. It's the Chicago Bears and Soldier Field. They've been there for god a century i get it but like kev you would know this better than anybody being the businessman that you are it's not good business right now for the bears to be at soldier field for no, a I lot agree. of reasons i i just wish the new mayor if you know everyone listening to podcast a new mayor has been voted uh, into chicago um as the mayor of chicago and I, I would really hope to to see that he talked to them and said hey Let's work something out. But I mean, they got to do what's best for business. But I mean, that that would stink. I don't even think there's anything really to talk about at this point. Like, what oh, well. what could the mayor possibly say or do or attempt rather to get them to stay at Soldier Field? Maybe gives them a cheaper rent. Maybe says, "Hey, let's co-own." Maybe, They've already I mean, purchased the land. What are they going to do with it? Yeah, like, like land can be sold. Land can be sold. It's real estate. Yeah. Okay. Someone would buy real estate. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, but I, now I don't know much about real estate, Kevin. I assume that's yeah. more of your job made out of the three of us. If you, they bought the land. I don't know off the top of my head how much they paid for the land. I don't know if that's public or not. I yeah. haven't heard that if it is or not. But let's just—I'm just going to throw out a number. I have no idea what the rate going is for that big of a land for real estate. I'm just going to put on a number. They paid five million dollars for the land. I'm just going to throw that number out. Okay, I don't know what it is. They paid five million dollars for the land, right? And that was what four months ago? Not even. Yep. When it when they bought it, if they said tomorrow, eh, you know what? We're gonna resell the land. Like, can they even make the money back off of that? Oh yeah, it's just land. Nothing's built on it yet. Yeah. I mean, the racetrack, of course, is. And, oh yeah, but the but, racetrack's been there for how long? But, and hasn't been of doing course, anything. you can. I mean, they may have something built in that they can pull out of the deal in the first you know 12 months and get, and get their money back you know what i'm saying like they that could already be built in they just didn't disclose that yeah but or they... if they bought it paid for it okay it's already set and done they could easily i'm telling you people would buy that land 
they might they could put houses on there you could put a city center there you could put stores shops restaurants i mean it's a that's what they're going to do around the new stadium yeah and remember like you don't have to sell it just to one company or person they could split it up and say all right we'll sell these plots you know but but let me ask you this then if if they could easily sell that to anybody else or whoever yeah. Why, why has that land been kind of just sitting there for a bunch of years doing nothing? That's uh, real estate. Why, why? Sometimes that's how it's like it. But why, yeah, so why would and anybody it buy been, it I if, mean, if it had been sitting been, there for a it's while? It's been used. It's, it's been used. Well, yeah, but like... Not in a long time. Not really in a long no, time. It hasn't been that long. I mean, I drive by, honestly, I drive by it sometimes, and the racetrack literally, like, it has weeds and grass and crab growing out of it. It looks like it's been sitting there for decades. I know it hasn't, but... It's been sitting there a while, doing nothing. So, what people would just buy the land if they wanted to sell it tomorrow, purely because the Bears have the name logo on it that they own it. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. If that's how it would work. I just don't think they would have bought it, knowing that for no reason. Social. Yeah, yeah. There's- See, my thinking is this. I mean, again, I mentioned this in the podcast prior. I had a sneaky suspicion that they were buying the land and building a state-of-the-art practice facility, and then they would still play downtown. I, I no. don't, Kev, I don't see that happening. I really I mean, don't. Could, at this point, at no. Time, you could still you could still rent out the practice facility for you know people to have some concerts. I mean, if you make it big enough, people will use it. You but know, why so would you make that big enough? enough? Why would you make that big enough? If you'd rather, it, like, wouldn't it make more sense and more, like, marketably, like, more profit-wise to build a big, like, a stadium if you're building something that big to then maximize it? Because what sounds, on paper, what sounds sexier to rent? A practice facility or brand-new state-of-the-art stadium, which will roughly be the same size? What sounds more appealing to literally WrestleMania or the Final Four or the NCAA Super National Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Like, Super what sounds Bowl, what yeah. sounds more appealing to rent a random state of the... Like, who's going to have a Super Bowl and a practice facility? Nobody. Not going to do that. Yeah, no, you make it, you brand make new point. Chicago Bears state-of-the-art five or seven billion dollar stadium? Cha-ching! Like, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I, yeah, I, no, I get right. it. I get where you're coming from, and I understand that that is a, a plausible idea. And at this point, it's still up, up in the air as an option. But perception is reality. Whether people like to admit it is in sports, in life, perception is reality. And the perception is is that the Bears are done with Soldier Field. They want out. They want their own stadium to make totally in all of their name to make the max amount of profit have all this new exposure because Soldier Field is a dump. Like, it really is. If you really look at it, it's it's garbage. It's just horrifically bad. And there's nothing they can really, like the city-wise, can do to the stadium to appeal to the Bears to stay there. I, I think it's just simple as that. And if they're not going to do anything with Soldier Field, like, as I, I guess, if they're not going to tear it down... They're going to use it for something else because the city has too much money invested into it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Take that for where you are. Christian, you've been quiet for a little bit. What do you think out of everything we've just said? I mean, I, I, I agree with Michael. I just don't, you know, it, it's the smallest 
stadium in the NFL. Uh, it's outdoors in the city on Lake Michigan. Weather sucks. Oh God, yeah. Uh, parking sucks. Oh God, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a little difficult to get to. And, and the, the one nice thing though is is that I'm sorry to cut you off, Christian. Um, you know, a, a really nice thing is is that people coming from the city, <clears throat> there's a train station right there. So they can yeah. jump right off and walk to, and walk over. So that's a huge bonus. But the thing is nowadays is like I'm very much like this. I like I feel like the, the train is not the major transportation nowadays. If you, if people can help it, they'd rather not take the train. A lot of people drive there because they don't want to deal with the train and get uh, finding the right one and getting back to where they need to be. They rather just get in the car and just go straight home. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of what I picked up from I, I, recent trends the last five years. I know, I, mean, I know a lot of, of people still use I mean, the train. think about it, Mike. If it's a Saturday and we're going and you're going to a Cubs game, let's say, you jump on the train would never and, you, and you go down. Like I remember, I've been to a couple times where like the train is packed full of Cubs people drinking, having a good time. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I didn't mean like yeah. like nobody takes a train. I know the tra- like I'm saying kind of collectively. More, more or less, people will want to drive to places so they could literally just be in and out and don't have to wait on the train to yeah, get I where they're going. Yeah, I definitely think at the end of the day, it's a preference. Um, I would say it's always a preference, but save money on gas. I mean, it just—it's a lot of factors. But yeah, for the obviously. train station to be right there—I mean, it's right next to the racetrack, so they walk off and they're there. So no, yeah, I I get that. I yeah. just feel like it, with this new stadium, they can do everything that they want. They can literally have the state-of-the-art parking. They can have the state-of-the-art hotels. They can have the state-of-the-art, like, they got have state-of-the-art everything. If they, you know, because they got the money. They, the McKessies, they, they got the money. <laughs> That's something they're not short at. They, they got a couple of dollars. So, I, I, from Kevin Warren coming in and having all that previous experience of, building the two stadiums for Detroit and Minnesota, being the commissioner for the NCAA, like all this stuff, all this pedigree, all this direction that the Bears are going in. They bought the property. They already put in the paperwork to have it demolished. Like, it seems inevitable at this time. We're literally just waiting for the official, official word of like, this is what we're doing. We're going to destroy it, and in its place will be a brand new state-of-the-art stadium. Here's a here's a picture that we drew. To, this is what we think it's going to look like, and see you in five years. I'm I, yeah. we're literally just waiting on that at this point. Now that the paperwork has rumored to have gone through to demolish the place, so I I get that you really want the Bears to stay at Soldier Field, but like at this point, it's like a 99 to 1% that the Bears are going to stay. Yeah, it's like if I if, if they stay there, I want them to rebuild it. They're not. For sure. They're not going to. They couldn't, they, they, but the, see, but the problem is the Bears couldn't do that because the city owns it. So it's, it's up to the Yeah, bear, to that's that. why the Bears want to move. That's they have, why they have literally no say. And, this, and, and they, but I get your point, Kev. That is up to the mayor. But at the same time, to Christian's point just now, it's Chicago. <laughs> it's Chicago. It's like it doesn't work that fast and not that effectively. It just simply yep. doesn't. Construct like anywhere else, con- a big construction project will take a summer. It takes us four summers. <laughs> you know, you know, like it, it just that's just how things work here. So I, I don't know what else to really say other than it's inevitable at the time that the Bears are going to go to Arlington Heights. They're going to build a brand 
brand new state-of-the-art stadium, and that's going to be the new home of the Chicago Bears in like 2027 or 28 or whatever it is. And then whatever the city decides to do with Soldier Field, that's up for the city to decide. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm not going to say anything until I see the final, you know, yeah. the official announcement, you know, and but it's exciting. There, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where it all goes. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. And best assured to everyone listening, um, when the when the schedule comes out for the Bears, oh, yeah, we will talk about that. And how last year's went of Christian and you, Kev, thinking, oh, yeah, seven, eight wins. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Wait, guys, there's breaking news. What? I'm sorry. The Blackhawks got the number one pick. They did. They did. I thought that wasn't no. happening till like eight o'clock. Holy crap! I thought that wasn't happening for like another hour or so. That happens uh, now. Four minutes ago. I thought it was happening at like eight. It's like seven thirty. I thought it was happening later. He distorted his mic enough, so it must be important. Like, Jesus, it sounded like bloody murder. Like, my God, Chris. That's a huge win. That, that okay, awesome. so that, this wasn't on the to- the discussion segue. board, but segue um, to impromptu topic. Okay, the Blackhawks got the number one pick. Awesome. Okay. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's actually really, really awesome. Um... Okay, um, Christian, you're the hockey guy. Talk. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago, baby. Oh, oh okay. my God. Like, you don't realize this, this is the only the second time ever the Blackhawks have picked number one. And do you know what they did with the last time they picked number one? They picked uh, Patrick Kane. Sounds like pretty good company, if I'd say. All right, so... So, Christian, the last time you were you were at my apartment, you were talking about uh, Connor Bedard. What's his name? Bedard. Bedard. Connor. Connor Bedard. Um, can you uh, in- enlighten the people of why you're absolutely losing your freaking mind over this hockey player? Uh, this uh, this uh, said to be like literally the next coming of Jesus Christ when it comes to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Explain why. Uh, I mean, here, let me. Yeah, let me I know. I know. His, you, uh, I know. You're going to pull up the stats. stats and while, you, while you pull up those stats there, Kev, your initial reaction to the Blackhawks securing now, I guess, officially, I haven't looked, but the official number one overall pick in the NHL draft lottery. How I think of it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. That's amazing for Chicago, maybe for the Blackhawks. I mean, they made some major moves this year. So they really need a, a new flow of just elite players. And this guy sounds amazing. Sounds like, like he's going to get the job done. I mean, I've never, I haven't heard much about him. Um, I don't do a lot of research when it comes to the, the hockey deal, but obviously Christian's stoked, so I'm stoked. Because I'm, um, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that the Hawks have 14 first and second round picks. And the next they like, have six three drafts? picks in the first two rounds this year. Oh my and god! And their first one is at number one. Wow! They have six picks wow. within the top sixty. Six picks in the top sixty? Yes. Wow. That like be, I know they good, they good year for Black They Hawks. they went full full sell off. Oh yeah. Just, you know, scorched earth. 
They did. Like the the Hawks and the Bears essentially did it at the same exact time. Okay, so Connor Bedard, he's a center. He shoots righty. I'm gonna make us all feel old. He was born July seventeenth, two thousand five. Wait, oh wait, 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 wait. He was born when? July seventeenth, two thousand and five. Oh God! Oh, I just uh, North Vancouver, British Columbia. He is 17 years old. Oh my God! Uh, he's 5'10", 185. So let me get into his stats. Okay, in 2020, 2021, for the Regina Pats of the Western Hockey League, this is his first year. He played in 15 games, had 12 goals, 16 assists for 28 points. Oh, the, the 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 White Sox just put it on the screen. Yeah, so the Blackhawks have the number one pick. Anaheim Ducks, number two. Blue Cat, Blue Jackets, three. We Sharks, four. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just saw that on the TV, so I assume they're talking about it right now because I have the White Sox game on next to me on mute as we're talking right now. But continue, Christian. So, and then the same year in the... HB 71 Junior. I do, I do not. I'm sorry. I do not. Some Canadian league out there. Yeah. But the Swedish Junior. That's interesting. Or I don't know if that's Swedish, but it's something Juniors. He played in four games, had four points. Uh, so in 2021-2022 for the Regina Pats, he played in 62 games, had 51 goals, 49 assists, 100 points. Wow. Holy Christ. And that's not even the best the last uh this past year 2022 2023 oh uh and, and uh not to mention back-to-back world uh junior under 20 championships for canada in 22 and 23 uh so this year for the regina pats he played in 57 games 71 goals 72 assists for 143 points Wow. Did you say he got like 75 goals in like 50 games? 71 goals, 72 assists, 143 points in 57 games. Oh, holy my crap. God, dude. That's like, that's, that's like, oh my God. It's like double. Yes. It's like a goal and a, like a goal and a half. It's more than a double. game. Like, oh my God. And in the playoffs this past year, Played in seven games. Had 10 goals, 10 assists, and 20 points. Oh, oh my God. God. Welcome to Chicago, Connor Bedard. Holy cow, man. Like, wow. That is that's, amazing. If, that's if, there's, great news. if there's ever a way to start off a rebuild, I think it was that. Yeah, we, need, we, we needed the. Uh, Needed the little luck dragon to come our way, and uh, you know, what do you know? Because isn't it like like the, the bottom four teams essentially have the same odds? No, uh, the obviously the worst has the best. Well, yeah. The second has the second best, and then the third. But has but the, the percentages are, are relatively really close, though. Uh, not really. Uh, I we had a. Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of the of the best. The Blackhawks had a eleven like eleven percent chance of getting the first overall pick, and I think Columbus had like a 20, 20 something percent chance to get the first overall pick. Why would they have a more percentage of getting the pick? Because they finished and they finished with the worst record. Oh, I thought we did. Nope, we finished with the third third worst record. 
And we still got the number and one. And we pick. still got the number one thing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. Take that, Blue Jackets. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Okay, I'm I'm really hoping they talk about it tomorrow on Sports Radio because I want to hear more about it. But hell yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> so, pretty uh, sick. So I'm on. I'm looking at Twitter. It's going nuts. They set me on fire. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> so, so moving on to I, I guess the, the the final actual topic that we have planned for tonight was the Chicago White Sox. Um, last week, as with our last episode, we had talked about that the White Sox had just broken their ten uh, game losing streak. They had a walk off with Andrew Vaughn. And we had talked about, does this mean, uh, does this win mean anything? And we all gave our thoughts and opinions on that. If you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. But yeah. this last week, rather, you know, they, 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 they're doing better. They're not doing fantastic, but they're doing pretty good. You know, they, they, they look like a professional baseball team. Actually, yeah, I know it's crazy. I know (laughs) shocking since then, you know, they've, they've won two straight series, the four and two in the last six. And, you know, they're looking like a pretty good baseball team right now. They're playing pretty hard. And a lot of the guys are hustling, which is really good to see, especially Robert since since <laughs> since Robert was benched, I think he's really started to like put it in gear and, and start hustling, which is what I love to see. And yesterday, as we record this, they just absolutely obliterated. <laughs> what did you say, Christian? I think you just I think you just said a bad word again. <laughs> no, I said they murdered. Oh, I, I heard it. I heard something different. Um, so the it what was at seventeen to four. They beat the yep. Reds yesterday. It was eleven to one after the second inning. Oh my! It was just I kept seeing notification, 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 notification. I'm like, what is going on right now? So yeah. they're playing better. They're still what ten games under five hundred. They're twelve twenty three. I think there's still eleven games under five hundred as we speak of this. They're about seven games back of first place. Which so is absolutely shocking. The they're playing they're better. That close. They're playing better, but they still got a really big hole that they gotta dig themselves out of because of that ten game losing streak. So I guess the same question will be asked again to you guys that we could talk about it. Does this I guess streak if you want to call it not really streak what's the right word i guess this this week of them this stretch that's a good word this stretch does this mean anything kev i guess we'll start with you does this stretch mean anything to you i think it means progress is being made i think it means that the socks are going to be are are pushing a little harder people Luis Robert um, is realizing that uh, you got to act professional to play at the professional level um, and and play hard. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> say that I watched the game and Kansas City just hit a home run to tie it. So I'm sorry. who hit it? 
Um, Melendez. Oh, I um, hate that absolute, absolute dog crap of a player, but, uh, 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 no, but I, I think if I had to say it in one word, I would say progress. Okay. Uh, I, I think they're making progress at the end of the, the day. Like I said before, they have, they have to show me, don't talk about it. Don't say you'll do better, do better. Either do it or you don't. So do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. So, exactly. so, so Christian, I, I ask you the same question, but before you answer that question, I now I'm curious, what do you have against MJ Melendez? <laughs> I, I want to know why. I just don't like the Royals. Is it is it purely because of that, or is there a specific reason why you don't like Melendez? Or Menendez, or whatever his well, name is. Well, uh, he just, he apparently likes to only play against the White Sox because that's the only time he actually looks like a semi, maybe halfway decent player in the league so ouch tell, tell everybody how you really feel <laughs> holy cow well, the uh, Royals always always tick me off because they're always so bad but they always somehow come out with a winning record against the Sox it's just like would you just take your beating like a man and just get out of the <laughs> way please <laughs> you can't talk like that because the, the Sox literally had a 10 game losing streak going and they're 11 games under 500 what do you mean, take your beating like a man? We took the beating. What are you talking about? Yeah, but there's more. Uh, uh, would you disagree with me if I said that our uh, we have a, on paper, a significantly better roster than the Royals? On paper, yeah. But on paper doesn't mean jack and when you go out and play. Yeah, still, we should beat the crap out of the Royals because they're literally, they're literally in a race with the A's. <laughs> Which, if, you, if you're in a race with the A's, that's what you don't want to be in. Correct. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still ma- Major League Baseball players, and they're all really good, in a sense, but it, it, you you complaining about why do the Royals bring it out when they face the Sox, it's because they're a division rival. I'm pretty sure that's purely it. Or the Royals know that, you know, the White Sox are struggling right now and they'll take advantage of it. Right now, it's still 3-3. Like, it's not like they're losing 15 to nothing right now. Like, it's, they, they, they just... It's they, need to, they need to win. They, they need to win on like most of these games. But but still, with the problem with the White Sox is that even during the stretch, they're still injured. Like Elo, like oh, yeah. this team cannot catch a break when it comes well, to injuries. E- e- Eloy, Eloy Jimenez, and it's and that's that's the crazy part, and that's just the insane. Like it irritates me so much. It's not even his fault. He's literally laying in bed after the game on Friday night, and he wakes up in the middle of the night in extreme pain in his stomach. He goes to the hospital, finds out, oh, his appendix burst out of nowhere. Of course it does. It's Eloy. Of course it does. Just when he's starting to get in a groove, and he's starting to hit well, and he looks like he's in good shape, and he's pretty healthy, it's not even he got injured. His freaking appendix burst. Like, come on. Really? I look up in the sky and I'm like, really? Come yeah, on. What did, what did we do to deserve this? Like, seriously? <laughs> like, the, his appendix boasting? Like, come that, on. That, I mean, I'm, you know, Liam. Thank shout God. out to Liam, though. He's back pitching. 
Yes. In record time after beating stage four. We didn't even Johnny know it was stage lymphoma. four. Yeah, that's wild. We didn't even know it was stage four until he was all clear. Then we were like, oh, Four yes. months of chemo, which was literally the best case scenario that they gave him. And uh, I mean, I just, I just want to, you know, you know, say to Liam, I know you're not going to hear this, but hey, you hey, are. No, 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 no. Boost up our podcast. What are you talking Screw about? It. All right, Liam, talking to you here. You are an incredible athlete, but on the flip side, you are even a better human being. You you set the example for so many people. Uh, you're you're a perfect role model. You kick the crap out of cancer. I am so proud of you, and I cannot wait to go to your first game back and hear that roar when he comes out to the field. Oh man, that's kind oh. of so nuts. Did you guys see the clip of him making his debut in Charlotte when he came no, out? No, did not. The, he essentially like he came out to the warm up, and then both dugouts just came out and clapped, and everybody cheered, and they had a big PA announcement. <laughs> and he had a funny quote after the game talking about it. He, I, I don't, I'm paraphrasing. Don't quote me on it, but he essentially said on the lines of. You know, I pitch on the feel of anger. Like, that's how I get motivated. That's how I pitch really well. And he goes on to say, it's very hard to get in a good rhythm and groove for me personally when everyone is so nice and clapping for me. Yeah. <laughs> you when, know? Everybody's so, when everybody's so nice, it's hard to, you know, get it, behavior yeah. like that. So I guess that's a good thing in the end. But you can tell watching that clip, like, he was pretty emotional getting back up there. And he pitched a score inning. Through like 10 pitches. So, yeah. And he did pretty well. So, I don't know when he's coming back. It sounds like it's going to be this yeah, month in May. Enough. It sounds like it's going to be in May. I would assume if he pitches well in the next two weeks, I would have to educatedly guess. So, looking forward to that. They definitely need him because holy cow, that bullpen. But in fairness, in this stretch, they've been better. They've had the moments, but they, they've been a lot better <laughs> in this stretch yeah. than in that 10. Um, um, any other final thoughts? Well, what, what, to continue what I was saying though, uh, yeah. I, but like it, it's, you know, Liam getting diagnosed with cancer. It's Eloy's appendix randomly bursting. It's, it's, uh, you know, Tim run, you know, a guy slides into Tim's knee and he's out for, you know, a month. It's just like, who did we piss off to deserve this? Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I, we said it last episode. We literally, all three of us need to go to the stadium and bring sand and just do a song and dance routine to the baseball sun gods up there. And just, yeah, don't. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. What? You got to do the rain dance. You know? Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. You got to break the curse. What? Uh, oh my on God. that note, thank you all, all right. so much for listening to this episode. Oh, I'm getting canceled now. Of the two bobs at a bike sports podcast. Notice how I'm talking over Christian. No support here. <laughs> you, can li- <laughs> you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Anchor app. Not the Anchor app, Spotify for podcasts. And everywhere that you get your podcasts, you can follow us on our socials, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all at Two Bums and a Mike. I have been Michael. I have been Christian. And I have been Kevin. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We will see you next time. Sun Gods, we're sorry. Christian has been canceled.